Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to James uh, chapter 1, if you would. We're just going to share from our hearts, share truths that I believe will help you in, in, in the world we live in and what we need to have and take hold of. Praise God. Amen. How many of you know that we have to be led by the Spirit? We have to be Spirit strong more now than ever before. Because there's just so many things going on. There's so many voices, so many, and and they and they're trying to. They're just, and I don't understand how people are thinking, but they're not thinking. Amen. And so they're also, uh, you know, in the in the soulish realm or in your mind, your will, and your emotions can get really messed up. And you know, the only thing that can uh, take care of your soul is the Word of God. It's the only thing that can actually heal it. It's the only thing that can actually make it right. But our spirit is where we're going to draw all of our strength from. And so there's some things that we need to do or things that we need to have. You know, one of the things that I always do, and I've done this for years and years and years, I always let myself know when I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I always just look in the mirror and go, you know what? You're a spirit. You got to understand that's who you are. The real you is a spirit. It's alive unto God. You possess a soul. Hallelujah. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you live in a body. So, no matter how ugly your body looks, there's a good-looking person on the inside. Amen. The Spirit of God's alive unto God, okay? But I've got to remind myself, because I also always say this. I say I'm spirit-filled, I'm spirit-taught, and I'm spirit-led. Because my head can get in the way. I don't know about you, but I, I, my head, I'm always trying to figure things out. I, 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 and I always believe I'm right, so I always believe I know what I'm doing. So it's like, hey, I know how to do this. Let's do it all this way. But I've got to remind myself, wait a minute. Have I checked on the inside of me yet? Have I checked down on the inside of me? And, uh, you know, we've got to look at here. We've got to look on the inside, in our spirit, not just keep going controlled by our head. Amen? So we've got to get our spirit strong so that we're not led astray. The Bible talks about we've got to make sure that we, that we don't get tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So what I want to do is I want to share some things that will help you strengthen your spirit tonight. I want to give you, you know, four things, I think, at the end of the service here. I'm going to talk about them, but I want to give you things that will strengthen your spirit. Amen? You know, I mean, in Hebrews chapter 4, it says that the Word of God is quick and it's powerful. Amen? It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. Amen? It's the only thing that can divide between your soul and spirit, between your mind and intellect and your spirit being. And that's something vitally important to know. Because how many you know you can get all the facts, but you don't really have all the facts yet? You can try to gather all the ones you have, but you really don't know because you don't know the future. But thank God your spirit does. Because how be it he, the, when the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of himself, but he will show you things to come. He'll show you the future. Aren't you glad we've got the spirit of God? Because God knows the future. God knows the future better than we know the past. Amen. God tells us in 1 Thessalonians, he said, we're going to get to James. I'm just going to give you some other scriptures that will help you. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Paul said, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He lets us know who we really are. See, if you know who you really are, then you can tell your mind to shut up. How many of you ever went to bed, you know, you're so tired, you went to sleep, but you didn't go to sleep because your mind didn't let you? It just kept giving dreams. It kept giving things. It kept thinking in. You you kept thinking about the things that were going on, and your mind never shut down. You know, that's that's the only thing that I have to deal with in my life is that my mind wants to go 110% all the time. And it takes me a while to get my mind to be quiet and calm it down. You know, hallelujah. My body, it can do it. It's really easy. But my mind, whoa, 
That's the thing I got to grab a hold of. Because I'm always thinking six, six months ahead, a year ahead. I'm thinking what I'm doing here. I'm thinking, you know, what can I do? How can I handle this? You know, what I'm going to do here? When I'm always planning out years in advance. So if you're always looking for it, your mind's always thinking, well, yeah, but you can't do that because of this. Or because I was like, okay, time out. I, you know, I'm always told I need to stay in the moment. I have a real hard time being in the moment. I know you guys are all easy. You just chilled out. You're just here. You're not thinking about going to dinner afterwards or what you ate. We know we all get into that. Amen? But God's desire is for us to be able to renew our minds, but also take control of our mind. In fact, the Bible says that we're supposed to save our souls. And that's why we're here in James. Because James chapter 1, verse you know, 19 through 25, tells us how we can get saved in our minds. Amen? How do you bring your mind in subjection? You know, Paul said in, in what, 1 Corinthians there, I think 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, he said, I keep myself under. I put my body under. Who's the I that's putting his body? That's his spirit man. He says, I put my body under lest I myself should become a caster or I myself should become disqualified. Amen? Here in James, he tells us this right here. And what he says in verse 19. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. He said, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to, to listen and slow to speak. Man. Everybody just stop and just right there. Take a, you know, if we just would be, do, we do that, we can get our minds a lot better off. You must all be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness of God or the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and the evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God or the word God has planted in your hearts for it, is, it has the power to save your souls. Now you notice it has the power to save your souls. Now whether or not you let it, that's up to you. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law of, that sets you free, and if you would do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Amen? How much do we want to be blessed? We want to be blessed in the things of God. Amen? I mean, that's God's desire. That's what we and, and we can only understand hallelujah, the word of God or the Bible with our spirit, man. That's what becomes revelation. See, because the Holy Spirit drew us. We got born again, and that changed everything. We got rid of the other lenses, and we got his lenses so that we could actually receive the word of God you know, with gladness, and we can receive the word of God with meekness, and it changes us. I mean, amen. Hallelujah. But here's the thing. How many know that your soul and your spirit won't have any fellowship unless it's around the word of God? Thank you for your overwhelming response. That's why you have a lot of battles. See, the Bible says in Luke, it says, in your patience, possess ye your souls. That means, because your mind is what gives us the fit, because we have all this knowledge. Come on, we got Google. We got all these other things, all these other search engines. We got this thing, we got that thing, we, and we want to do that. And thank God for the goodness that Google can do. If you need to do something, I mean, to figure something out, say, has anybody else done this? Yeah, I've messed it up here. Here's how you fix it. It's good, okay? But what happens is, is that too much information and your soul becomes stronger than your spirit. And then your soul begins to say, yeah, but they said this. Yeah, but this is it. Look at the facts. Look at the facts. Look at the facts. And like I said, you look at the facts, but yet God said, here's the truth. 
And you, so your spirit's in line with the truth. Your spirit's excited. But you've got to say, yeah, but God said this. Yeah, but look at everything here. Look at that. You can just see all the facts. You can see things, everything here. Yeah, I know that. But God said this. So what is your spirit's going to go into? Your spirit's agreeing with God and your soul, your mind is agreeing with everything you're getting, all the input that you're putting into it, all this stuff that's going on. Someone says, how do, we, how do I deal with all that input? Well, first of all, you've got to filter it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you filter it because you've got to renew your mind. What does Romans chapter 12 say? Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable in God, which is your spiritual worship, the Amplified adds, okay? It says that. But then verse 2 says, be not conformed to the world. Man, if that, is, that verse is so apropos right now for what we're dealing with, you know, what we're seeing and what we're seeing, what people are saying and doing, is be not conformed to the world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind on the word of God. You renew your mind. The Bible says in Ephesians, that's the washing of the water by the word. We get our brains washed. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, you're just brainwashed. I say, oh, thank God. Thank God I got brainwashed. Thank God I got brainwashed by this. You know, one person said this. I said, what do you think? And he said, well, wait a minute. Let me get my Bible. Let me tell you what I think. Oh, you're just going by that. Why are you going by that? Because it's life. It's truth. It actually keeps me steady. Yeah, but God said this, so I'm going this way. But can't you see how great this thing? How many of you ever had a great deal? Ever had somebody get you into a nice Ponzi scheme? A Ponzi scheme. And I get you into something that, oh, can't you do this? You know, a pyramid and all that kind of stuff to where you're doing it. You know, and, and if you've done all that, all of us in the room probably have done something like that at one time. Or it was a great business deal to invest the money. It's an awesome thing. Oh, man, God, you're going to make this. You're going to do this. I've had pastors take me out for lunch and stuff and say, man, you've got to get in this. And I'm like, no, I'm, that's not the will of God for me. And, of course, six months later, they're like, man, you, just, you, heard, you sure heard from heaven. I said, I don't know if I heard from heaven. I just knew in my spirit, no, don't do this. It didn't feel good. Amen? <clears throat> Here's the thing about it is that, you know, uh, You've got to walk by your spirit because you don't know that what's going to happen, but you've got to know what's in your heart and what's God's speaking to your heart. Amen? Amen. You know, I had a situation, you know, that uh, because I did the missions conference uh, back in, you know, in August here, and, and plus just, it just things like, I mean, everything's opened up. I mean, the whole world's opened up. I got invitations to every country in the world right now to preach in Bible schools and churches and things around the world. I could be busy every Sunday if I wanted to, but I'm a pastor here, and I'm staying here, so don't get excited, okay? Uh, But the key is, is that I'm like, okay, well, what happened? Nobody knew me for 40 years. Now you all know me? But it's awesome, because they actually did know me. They were all just, but God has just done things. There's been a few wonderful things. So, but there was one that I thought, okay, I'm going to do this one, and so I told him I would come. And so I was endeavoring to get all my tickets and do all the things there, and while I was doing everything... The Spirit of God said, nope. I said, Lord, but that's the only one I want to go to. <laughs> he said, nope. I said, Lord, but I already committed. The sign of a spiritual pilgrim is one who swears to his own heart and changes not. And if they won't let me out of it, then I got to go. You know, that, that's, that's, that's what it is to be a Christian. You got to be men and women of your word. You know, but I texted them, it's early enough and everything got, so, you know, they were so gracious, so precious and so wonderful and understood. I said, listen, they said, well, can you tell us why? God said, no, <laughs> just don't, I, that's all I can say is on the inside of me, it just ain't right. 
I can't, it just, no, it just, it just not, I couldn't get settled in my spirit. And I said, okay. So I said, well, maybe God's, no, who cares what maybe God's, I just know I can't violate my spirit. Even though I know it's a blessing, I know it'd be wonderful. I know it would be a tremendous blessing to do it. I'd love to do it. But it's not what I'm supposed to do there. You know, do that. Doesn't mean I won't go someplace else. Just simply means, you know, I'm praying about each and every opportunity, praying about each and every one. And, and you have to be led by the Spirit because you don't know what's going to happen or what's going to take place. Even someone says, well, how do you know that it's a no? It just, doesn't, it just doesn't seem right. It's like taking a shower with your socks on. Something's wrong. <laughs> You understand that? You have to understand that because you've got to renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind, then you'll start thinking, yeah, but this is great. Everybody wants me, so this is good. God's going to do all this stuff. No, you've got to be at the right place at the right time. Amen? See, our spirit is supposed to guide our soul and our body. Now, that your body does whatever your soul says to do anyways. You think your body's strong. It's not. It's just a big old piece of meat. Okay? <laughs> It just does. You know, I remember I saw this when I was when we were going to Bible school. They did this whole skit about spirit, soul, and body, and the body was just over here, just shoving chocolate cake down. You know, he was having a blast. I wish I could have played that part. I would have done good. But you know, it was a guy playing that. Funny thing about it, it was a guy playing the body, and it was two girls playing the soul and the spirit because they were bickering and arguing and fussing and fighting. And they were perfect, and the guy's like, "Just oh, this is so good. It's awesome." Oh, I'm tired. Oh, feels so good. I don't want to do nothing. You know, and mine's like, shut up, shut up. You know, and the spirit's like, well, you shouldn't have done this. I tried to tell you, don't eat that fourth cake. Come on, you know. And, uh, you know, it was really cool because it, you basically got to see what's going on in your mind and your body all, every day. Because your mind is telling you, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Hey, you don't have time for this. And your spirit's saying, hey, God wants to talk to you. God wants to lead you. Hey, hey, I, the Holy Spirit's talking to me and I'm going to... See, because what the, God does is God tells the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit tells your spirit and your spirit tells you. And, you know, and, and it never gets lost in the translation until the Holy Spirit's talking to your spirit. And actually, your spirit receives it. It's just the, the miscommunication is when you're trying to get it up here to get yourself to do it and get your mind to get renewed on the Word of God. Amen? Because here's the thing. When you basically say, I am a spirit, I possess a soul, I live in a body, hallelujah, amen? I, I mean, you, you, you grab a hold of these things, you say, hey, hallelujah, this is what, we got to, I, you know, I'm spirit-filled, spirit-taught, and spirit-led. So God's going to lead me, he's going to show me, I'm going to do this, because you turn things around, amen? And here's the thing, before you can actually be permanently helped, you've got to get your soul in line and get it connected with your spirit. And the only way to do that is through the Word of God, because it's the only thing that can heal your soul. It's the only thing that can save your soul. Amen? You ever heard a terminology that you have a wounded spirit? You really don't have a wounded spirit, you have a wounded soul. Because your spirit, when it got born again, it became alive unto God. It's really wonderful and full of grace. But your soul and your spirit are so intertwined that you can't divide. In fact, your soul and your spirit are going to get to go to heaven. Your body's not. You're going to get a new one. <laughs> Amen. But the key is, too, is thank God that you're, when you get to heaven, you're going to know as Jesus known, so all that trash in your mind is going to be gone. Hallelujah. And all that doubt and unbelief, all that fear, all that stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. And what we, what we don't understand is we think that faith is of our mind. Faith has nothing to do with your soul. Believing faith, saving faith, creating faith, you know, dominating faith, healing faith, all of that is all from your spirit. 
Faith is from your heart. Faith is from the heart. Real faith is from your heart. It's not from your soul. It's from your heart. And so we've got to be on guard. That's why when you say, well, this looks really good. It's so cool. You should do it. Look at, it's, oh, look at all these things. It's like, yes, but is that what God wants me to do? It may be good, but is it God? Amen? See, it's the word of God. Amen. And it's my faith in God that actually helps me rule in the spiritual realm of things and walking in line with the, with, the, with the word of God. Amen. So now I want to give you these four things real quickly. I just want to share with you. I just want to get you hungry. I want to get you to see, listen, always pray. Always set yourself to say, wait a minute. I know I got all this stuff. I've laid down all the facts. But what does God want to do in this situation? Amen. What is God? I know I could do this, but is it God? Amen. Probably one of the best things in the world. Of course, we know everything we're going to do is from the Word of God. So the very first thing is you've got to understand the Word of God is, is, is spirit food. It's faith food. It's what builds your spirit up. It's what builds your faith up. It's what strengthens you. And that's why the very first thing you've got to do is you've got to meditate or you've got to take the Word of God and you've got to speak it to yourself over and over and over again. You've got to preach to yourself. You ought to be your best preacher. When you say, who's my favorite preacher? It should be me. Not me. You. See, a lot of pastors have egos, you know, people say, oh man, so-and-so, I really, and then say, oh, I thought I was your favorite. No, you ought to be your own favorite preacher. If you're not your own favorite preacher, something's wrong. Thank you for your overwhelming response again. Listen, listen, you have to be that because guess who carries the most weight with you? You. Now, we know us husbands, we say, no, we don't. It's our wives. We understand that. But no, we really do. It's really us. Even though, you know, hey, they, they carry a lot of weight, no question about that. But really, truly, when the chips come down, it's really us. Okay? We have to decide. We have to meditate. You know, and we know the scriptures in this. But did you really look at it and see, you know? I mean, Joshua 1, 8, and 9. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. says this. It says, study this book or meditate in this book of instruction continually. That's all meditation is, is that you're, 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 you're running things over in your mind to meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. You will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. We look at the Word of God and we say, well, isn't that nice? They're writing about this. No, the Word of God is life to you. Let God bring it to life to you. When you meditate on the Word of God or when you look at this thing continually and you meditate it day and night, it brings life to you. You keep putting the Word before you. Amen? Or what about Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1 through 3 says this, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with the sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. You're supposed to prosper in all you do if you're listening to the voice of the Spirit, listening to the things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Now let me read you Psalms 119 verse 97 through 105 says this. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. I refuse to walk on any evil path so that I may remain obedient to your word. I 
I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you have taught me well. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to my, guide my feet and a light for my path. Amen. Well, you remember what Job said. Job said, I love your word more than my necessary food. What he was endeavoring to say is that the word of God is what's going to to feed my spirit, but it's also going to direct me. It's going to show me. Amen? Hallelujah. Paul told Timothy, he said, listen, he said, stir up the gift of God that was in you by the laying on of the hands of the presbyter. But then he says, give yourself holy to this. Think about these things. Give yourself holy to this matter. How to throw yourself into your test so that everyone will see your progress. As he's talking, he said, listen, you need to take hold of this and say, hey, I'm going to be diligent to approve myself before God, a worker that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How do you know if it can be rightly divided, somebody can take it and be wrongly divided? And we need to be very careful because people are going to use the word of God like the devil did to Jesus and say, well, it's also written about this. But we got to know the other side of the coin. Amen? We got to also know, well, yeah, but it's also, Jesus said, yeah, but it's also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen? I mean, these are things that we need to get a hold of. Why is it so important? Because we've got to guard our hearts and minds. And you've got to strengthen your spirit. So you've got to meditate on the Word of God. It's so vitally important to meditate on the Word of God and make sure that the Word of God is being put into practice. The way we save our soul is we actually believe what the Word of God and we actually apply it to our lives. Amen? Amen. It tells us what to do. So when we do that, glory to God, God does great things. Amen? And why is it so important to develop your spirituality because we need to have strong spirit because the strong spirit will sustain us in times of trouble and in bodily pain the bible says and how do you know that if we don't guard our hearts and minds if we don't keep the helmet of salvation on then we'll allow everything else around us to try to take that off and get us to question the word of god question what god's doing amen what i you know like i said people say well god's in control well they're like oh man he's doing a world he's just not doing a very good job no god's looking at it. He's, he's put the church in charge of what goes on the earth but god has a plan god has a timing when he's going to rescue us out of here you guys know that right god has a time what's going and, and i think it's going to be soon i mean i i because i told the lord lord i don't want to kill anybody <laughs> So I need to go, and I'm not going till you know, I'm planning on being here for a long, long time. So we either, either you got to come back or you got to change some things. Right. Some say, oh, you shouldn't say they're going to get in trouble. Well, I know me. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to defend, defend a lot of things. I'm not, I, you know, it's like, hey, what are we going to do? So, Lord, you know my heart, and I love you. But glory to God. Amen. I want, I want to abide in you. I want to take hold. Amen. I want to make sure. Amen. Because I want to protect you. I mean, I would lay down my life for you. I'm a shepherd. I, I, you know, that's what I is. You know, I mean, that's what I do. I'm going to protect my sheep. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to protect my sheep, what does it mean that we've got to uh, abide, you know, in the, in the Lord here? We've got to get this. So we've got to basically make sure that we're renewing our mind on the Word of God, but also that we're meditating on the Word of God. Amen. We're totally meditating on hallelujah. How many know if you're thinking on the word of God, you won't be thinking on all the distractions? How many know it's easy to get distractions? In fact, one of the things the devil's doing and what he's doing now, which is so easy to see, is that one of the greatest uh, things that the devil said he was going to do at the end of the age was going to cause great delusions. 
And we have a lot of people who are delusional. I mean, they, they're saying things, saying things. You say, okay, that's green, and, it, and no, no, that's, to them it's, you know, it's purple, or, you know, this is, you know, over here's this, and it's just totally, well, did you see that? Oh, no, no, that's not, I saw this. And it's just like, holy cow, how did you get that out of that? I mean, where, where, what were you looking at? What were you seeing? But, you know, I mean, hey, it, it's a challenge. And how you know that there's so many distractions, so many distractions, Amen? So how do we deal with all the distractions? Well, you've got to abide in him. You've got to lay aside. You've got to cast down the vain imaginations. You've got you know, you to be aware of, of what God's doing. You've got to be aware of your connection with him. Hallelujah. You know, and when you get free of distractions, say, Lord, help me with the distractions. Because, you know, I mean, that's one of the things I pray a lot for myself. That's why I sit on the front row. Because if I sat in the back there, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't worship it one bit. I'd be watching all of you going... They're on their phone talking here. They're doing this. That one's talking there. They're sitting here. I'd be like, dude. You know, I mean, one time I went to a meeting late, and I got to sit in the back, and I yelled at everybody in my section. Because I said, to me, last night I sit there, I said, because they weren't even paying it. They didn't want to care. They didn't care about what they were listening to. I said, I spent thousands of dollars to get here. I want to hear what the Word of God said. I don't even know why you guys came. I said, but I can promise you tomorrow night I'll be on the front row because I'll be here early. I'll fight for a seat. And I was the rest of the week because I know me. If I don't sit on the front row, if I don't sit close to the front, then I get, I just look around like, oh, I get distracted. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I do. It's just me. I get distracted by people. I get distracted by TV. I get distracted. Someone says, well, pastor, you should be more controlled. I know that, but I know me, so I don't do that. It's like when I go in, you know, to even when we take my wife out to eat, I want to make sure I don't need to sit where there's a TV, of course, then she's not going to get, I'm not even going to talk to her. In the first date we had, she said, next time I'll just bring a book. I said, probably be good. It's terrible, you know. Seriously, that's exactly what happened. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, but there was, we went to a, it was a sports bar thing. It was actually BJ's. They got televisions all everywhere. It's like, tch, 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 tch. I could watch everything. So it was not good. I don't think we've gone back there since. No, we have, but it's, you know, it's like, okay, because you, you can't. Say, but what do I say that? Because you got to know who you are. You got to know what, what, what comes against you. It's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that. I'm going to fix that, you know. Because here's the second thing, and I've already kind of said it. First thing is you have to meditate. You have to get scriptures. You have to begin to believe what God says over what everybody else is saying. Second thing is you've got to practice what the word says. You've got to put it into practice. Even if it's not working for you, keep practicing it. Even if you keep swinging. Anything you do, if you don't practice at it, you're not going to get good at it. How many of you want to get good with the word? How many of you want to be able to yield your sword so you can cut the devil up? You want to yield your sword so you can defend. You can defend. You want to yield your shield of faith so you can f- stop all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And you want to be able to slew him with the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit that comes out of your mouth. So you want to practice the word of God. You want to start saying things about you that even you don't believe. It's all good, but it's the word of God. Amen. He said, what do you mean by that? Well, man, the Word of God tells you that you are wonderfully and beautifully made. The Word of God tells you that you're that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. The Word tells you that you're blessed. The Word tells you that you're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. Him. The Word tells you you don't have to worry. You don't have to fear because God's with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to you know, forsake you. The Word tells you cast all your care in him. God, God really will take care of you. If you really truly cast your care and say, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. You handle it. I don't know how to do it. You handle it. You told me to cast my care. 
So I'm casting it on you. I'm giving it to you. You deal with it. I don't care. And then when the enemy comes back, he said, what are you going to do about that? I'm not doing anything. God's got it. He's dealing with it. He's working. Go talk to him about it. He's got this. See, you start practicing the word of God. Amen? You practice what you begin to say what God says about the word of God. Hallelujah. And, And you begin to say what the word of God is about your life. Amen? Because it's a faith life. I mean, you know, faith, you know, begins to say things because it believes something, even though it can't see it, even though it's not, you're taking things out of the spiritual and you're making them manifest in the, in, the, in the natural realm because you're believing that God said this about me. God said he meet and supply all of my needs. So I, I declare all my needs are met. I declare, hallelujah, that God's blessing, God's causing, he's giving me wisdom, showing me what to do. God's increase is there. Hallelujah. I'm believing it. Amen. One of the biggest things we ought to practice is not to worry. And that's the hardest thing to do because we have so many things to worry about because we get to hear things all the time. Amen? And the enemy always throws things at us. Amen? He tells us, so practicing the word of God is just taking the word of God. Take a, take a scripture and say, this scripture is mine. I'm going to read it and look at it and I'm going to eat it. I'm going to devour it and I'm going to make it mine. This is my scripture for this week. Or this is my scripture for this month. But I'm going to make this mine. Amen? Now, I remember God told me to do something like that, you know, back in... And so I was... Um, in 2005, it, just for some reason, I, you know, this scripture just kept coming up. There's no death in the path of the righteous. There's no death in the path of the righteous. Now, I know that means that there's no spiritual death. means that, you know, because you're born again. But he just kept saying, there's no death in the path. He said, you just speak life. Be protected. I said, there's no death for the path. And I'm righteous. There's no death in my path. Well... Me and Christopher Island left here on a Wednesday night. He spoke. We got in my truck. We drove over uh, to take him to San Francisco Airport. He was going to catch a midnight flight out of there. So we're driving over, and uh, I'm in my, I had a four-wheel drive Ford truck at that time, and we drove over the San Mateo Bridge, and there was a car flipped upside down. And so the highway patrol was there, and uh, the car was over on this side, and he stopped us all, and there was a van on this side, and I'm in this lane right here, and he's doing things kind of, he walks over here. And then he looks at us and says, you guys can go. I take my foot off the brake and a car hits me doing 70 miles an hour. I mean, and just cut its car in half, hit it on my side, blew out three tires, spun us around. I'm in the, in the middle of the third lane looking this way while all the cars are coming this way. You know, knocked me out, knocked Christopher, I messed him all up. And uh, how did I, I come to, I don't know how long I was out, but I came up and then I'm like, okay, you know, uh, uh, got this thing here. And the first thing out of my mouth was, they had no death in the path of the righteous. Amen. And I took him, we took him, he got, had to go by ambulance, took him, and that caused a, turn, a whole turn of events. But thank God, I mean, the truck was completely, you know, shattered, and I was amazed that, that you know, but he, that guy lived, we all lived. We all lived. Thank God he didn't have a passenger in his thing. But, you know, he just, you know, he, he, he thought everybody was going. You know, he just came right over, and I mean, and of course, the highway patrol saw everything, so it worked out well for me, but it wouldn't work out well for a lot of things. But I thought, thank God, hallelujah, there's no death in the path of the righteous, because you never know when that word's going to uphold you. Amen? Here's the third thing you got to do, is you got to give the word of God the place that it needs, which is the first place. You've got to give the word of God 
the place that it needs me. It is the free. What it means is that you really, 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 truly have to realize that you're living by the word of God. What did Jesus say when the enemy came to him? And he said, God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Isn't that amazing? He said, no, man's not going to live by this way, but he's going to live by every word of God. Amen. You know, the New Living Translation says this, but Jesus told the devil, no, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. Aren't you glad that God's word are spirit and they are life? John 6, 63 says, he said, my words are spirit and they are life. That's what these words are. So you've got to give the word of God first base. So when the word of God says something, you've got to say, well, that just settles it. That's God's word. I got God's word on it. You can take it to the bank. You can take it to the bank. Hallelujah. Thank God what he said. Amen. One thing I found out about God is he's a perfect gentleman. He won't do anything about your situation unless you turn it over to him. As long as you got a hold of it, he's just going to say, work on it. So you got, yeah, how's that going for you? You got you to give it to God, and then he'll tell you what to do about it, and you'll work together to get it fixed, but you got you to give it to him, amen? Now, here's the fourth thing, too, because we're going to tie this thing, is that once you have meditated on the word of God, amen, once you've started practicing the word and you're doing things and you get comfortable speaking scripture, you get comfortable and you start believing what they're saying and you, and you cause you make the word of God, the place it, it, it has final authority in your life. It has final authority. Then you can instantly obey the spirit because your spirit's going to be in line with the word of God and it's going to start telling you, which is, you know, if you're born again, it's your conscience. Okay, many times we think our conscience is our, is our mind to us. Not your conscience tied into your spirit. It's, what, it's that still small voice on the inside that tells you, uh, because we've all done this. We've all listened to our mind and then we've done something wrong and we thought, man, I just knew I shouldn't have done that. Well, wait a minute. You, you just rationalized. You did all the facts and everything and you did it because you boys, this was a calculated, educated step of whatever. And yet on the inside of you, when you did it, I knew I shouldn't do that. Well, who was that saying? Who knew you shouldn't do that? That's you. That's your spirit. We make things a little hard, but yet when we're born again, our spirit is a good guy. Our, our conscience is a good guy if we're born again. If we're not born again, nothing about you is good. You're just floundering. You are. You know? And that's what, that's what shocks me about Christians going to unsafe people to get advice. Unsafe people to get wisdom. Wow, that just shocks me. It shocks me. I, I would never, I don't, he said, well, yeah, but he's a lawyer. He said, I don't care what he is. If he ain't saved, I don't want to listen to what he has to say. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm that, that bold because they don't have, they, they, they don't, they have no, they have no point, to, no, no basis to, to gain knowledge from. You know, that brings life, that brings life. That's just me, I'm just me. I won't, you don't have to do that. You can take it or leave it, I don't care. Hallelujah. But this brings us back to when you instantly obey the truth because you've got, why? You've got the spirit of truth living and dwelling on the inside of you. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, remember, greater is he that is in you than he's the one you are born of the spirit of God. He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit's going to tell your spirit, which is in turn going to tell you and tell your mind what to do. Amen? He's telling you that. He wants to do that. I just want to share because I think it's so vitally important that we really make sure because we're looking at things, we're seeing things, we're gathering all this information around it and thank God for information. We have to do that. And that's a blessing. I always do that. I never, I never, but I always, what God says far out, out, outweighs everything else. Amen? 
Remember what I said. God informs the Holy Spirit. Amen. Or the Holy Spirit informs our spirit and then we inform ourselves. Amen. We tell our mind what it's going to do. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit tells us how we can change, how what we can do and how we can do this. Amen. You know, sometimes the Holy, in fact, the Holy Spirit wants to tell you things that you can change and he wants to tell you things that you can't change. But you've got to instantly listen to that spirit. And if it doesn't seem right, if it doesn't feel good, don't do that. You know, one of the devil's biggest lies is, hey, listen, you have this, 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 and this. You might as well do this because it's the lesser of two evils. Or it's, it's the, oh, you only got three choices and they're all bad, so pick the one that's not going to hurt the most. No, there's always D, none of the above. It's always the God factor. Amen. You always got to realize that. You got to say, no. And even if it is one of those, God's going to see you through. You want to pick the one that God's going to see you through. Amen? See, because we don't make choices. We make decisions. Too many Christians make choices. And the devil loves multiple choice. He loves to give you multiple choice. And all of them be wrong. Amen? Don't play the devil game by his rules. Play them by your rules. Amen? You know, I mean, here's the thing about it. If you can change some things in the future, he'll show you how to change it. See, some people thought about, remember the story of Hezekiah, King Hezekiah? Isaiah, the prophet of God, comes into King Hezekiah and says, Hey, thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, because you're going to die today. Hezekiah turns around, the Bible says he turned his face to the wall, and he began to cry out to God and said, God, I haven't done everything right, but what I have done, I've tried to do everything honorable, tried to do everything, I've tried to do the things to do, and, and he cries out to God. And before Isaiah can get out of the courtyard, before he can get out, he's just going to walk out, of, God says, hey, go back and tell him, I'm going to give him 15 more years, because I've heard his cry. And Isaiah's like, I just told him he's going to die. Now I've got to go back and tell him, you got your little, you're changing your mind? You know, well, under the certain or under the circumstances that were there, unless things change, you're going to die. But how did Hezekiah? He changed everything because he changed and he cried out to God. Hezekiah, I mean, Isaiah goes back and tells him, "Hey, God's going to give you 15 more years." Funny thing about it is, why did Hezekiah go? How do I know this? Wait a minute, the prophet of God said you're going to die. You believe that? And he still believes that. Now you've come back and said, "I'm going to live." God's, how do I know that? I mean, what? Do I, which which one of these is right? He said, well, what do you want? You want God to turn the sundial forward or backwards? He said, well, going back forward would be easy. No, it wouldn't be. Just this, you can't speed up time any more than you can stop it. But God can do anything. So God turns it back 10 degrees, okay, 15 minutes. He turns it back, you know, and we see this. And, of course, then Isaiah tells him, here's what you need to do in the natural is get a poultice of figs, put it on your boil, put it on, and it's going to help heal the healing process. But there are certain things that God will tell you that can't be changed, but he'll prepare you for it. Amen? But we need to know the difference. How many of you know that we're not supposed to be in the, so much in the dark about not knowing what's coming? Especially in the area of spiritual things, super, especially about things, even in natural things, God wants to show us. How many of you know that God wants to show you if there's a recession or a, or a depression coming? I believe that. I believe he was because he, he's concerned about it. If we're going to live through it, he wants to help us. Amen? I don't believe he has more faith, going to do more for the prophet over there when he's prophet, you know, Elijah, when there was a great famine and he sends him to a widow at, at Zarephath and said, go there and, and she's going to help you. He goes in, you make me a cake first, which makes everybody mad because she sewed first. You know, everybody gets all excited. But she made him a cake first and it never, ever, ever ran out. 
And then when it did run out, he had the birds feeding them, you know, or he had the birds feeding them first, then she went to there. But you see, the key is God's going to meet the need. He'll tell you what to do, where to go, so that you can be sustained, so that your needs can be met. And we have a better covenant established upon better promises. God's not going to leave us. We just got to get in tune and listen. What is he saying? Listening to him. Amen? We've got to stir it up. So we've got to grab a hold of this. We've got to put the word of God first place. We've got to meditate on the word of God. We've got to practice it. Amen? And then we also got to listen and obey the voice of the spirit. And don't, it, it's, it's better to step out and miss it than not step out and miss it. Amen? See, because success in everything in our life and the success for the future is just going to come from knowing God and hearing his voice in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. It's something, and I'm going to read, I'm going to close on this. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24 out of the New Living Bible says this. This is what the Lord says, so, and he's saying it to us today. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me, And understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth. And that I delight in these things and I, the Lord, have spoken it. Aren't you glad, hallelujah, that he's delighted and he's taking care of it. Guess what? What our future holds is righteousness and truth. Amen? And justice. And God's the one. God's going to take care of it. Amen? We're going to allow God to do this. But we're going to honor it and we're going to listen. And you can train your spirit by doing this. You really can. If you'll just practice it, put it in there, and you'll begin saying, you know, I don't know if this is right or not, but I'm going to let, let God lead me. Amen? I'm going to let God. I'd rather step out and miss it than not step out and miss it. I'm going to allow God to be God. Hallelujah. Because as we become doers of the word of God, hallelujah, we'll become recipients of what God's provision has for us. But also, we'll begin to be those to help others. We'll be, be led by the spirit, and it'll just be such a blessing. Hallelujah. Because God's given his word for you and I. Amen. And he wants us to be strong spiritually because there's a world out there that's going to try to bombard your mind. They're going to try to turn you. They're going to try to get you. And you have to say, nope, I'm going to trust God. Amen. No matter what, I trust God. Hallelujah. I trust God and what he's saying to And it doesn't matter. And even if they're turning around saying, well, God's the one doing it. You say, nope, I'm going to be like Job. Even though you slay me, yet will I trust you? Glory to God. Even though we know that wasn't true, he didn't care. He said, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to keep myself steady because I know what God's word says. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. I, I just trust that I've shared my heart, shared truths that just benefit because we've got to be strong spiritually. See, we've got to be strong, spirit strong, Father God. But So we've got to, to be in tune with you, Father, spiritually. We've got to know to be led by the Spirit of God, strength of spirit. Hallelujah. So, Lord, thank you for those folks here. Thank you for those that are watching. Lord, my heart's cry, my heart's desire. Hallelujah is that we might know you more and more and more. And that the world may know you. That they may know you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, Father, if they, we, we always give an altar call because people are watching or people that are here. But if there's anyone here that is watching or anyone here in the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, oh, Father, my heart's desires they might know you. And they would know all about you. And they would begin to walk in your truth and be, be blessed. Hallelujah. I just, my heart is that. 
Hallelujah. So if you are here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you want to, you've come searching. Let me tell you, you come to a great place because the Lord loves you. He cares for you. And the way to receive him in your heart is to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. Now he wants you to grow up, wants you to learn the things of God. But thank God you can just be born again by that simple truth of saying, Lord Jesus, here, I believe you came. I believe you died. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Well, lift up your heads and look up here. Praise the Lord. I, I just felt in my heart, I was reading today uh, in, in Hebrews and just kind of reading and, and, and I just was like, Lord, we just got to keep ourselves right there. I mean, what made all those guys, they decided they did everything. They were heroes of faith. But at the end of that chapter, it says that basically they didn't accept deliverance because they thought this world doesn't, I don't want delivered. I don't want to stay here anymore. So I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to go to heaven. I believe there. And they weren't even going to heaven. They were going into Abraham's bosom. They had to wait till Jesus came and where he would go down there and preach to them because they lived after the flesh here, but they could live after the spirit there. So that's what the Bible says. He got to preach to them and then they got to go up with that great captivity when Jesus was raised up. Amen. So, you know, you see those things, and, and, but yet they just, they had a, they had a uh, knowing that this was real. How many of you know this is real? You know, and when you believe it's real, it works. Because, you know, when something's real to you, it's never old to you. And when something's real, it's what you hang on to in the crisis of life. And that's what I want you to hang on to. And I want you to believe and know that you know the truth. I mean, that's the one thing. That's been my biggest thing this whole year, even for the last three years, since COVID, since all this, is you know, wait a minute, you've got the truth. Don't listen to everybody else. You've got the truth. This is the truth. You know what's right and wrong. You know the truth. You know when somebody's lying to you. You know when they're not telling you the truth. You know in your spirit. You know this. And don't let anybody else try to convince you through philosophy or through all kinds of, well, data. Let me tell you all the facts. Let me tell you all the data. I'm so glad I'm not part of the data. (sighs) Hallelujah. I'm not a statistic. And neither are you. Because they didn't, they didn't, they did not, you know, you weren't a part of that poll. I don't know who they're polling, but they didn't poll me. They didn't ask me. Amen. I wish they would. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't accept my, they wouldn't accept what I, what I have to say. Amen. Hey, we're going to, we're going to receive this evening's tithes and offerings. So let's do this. Let me see what I'm doing here so I don't mess it up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's all good. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Love to give. So praise the Lord. Amen. Love to sow. Believe in God for big things. I'm believing God for our building to be paid for. We pay for it. Don't have to go borrow any money. Praise God. I'm believing for all our our other loan to be paid off, so we own this free and clear. I'm just believing God for big things. I think He can do it all. Amen. I do. I'm going full steam ahead, like I got millions and millions of dollars. That's what I'm doing. I'm believing that. People say, "Well, we're getting close here." Hey, I just believe we're going to do it. We're just doing it. Just keep going. God's doing good things. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. What a privilege it is to sow seed, to bring our tithes and offerings, to worship you with our giving. Thank you, Father. As each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. Lord, you're such a great God. You do. You do exceeding abundantly above, above all that we could even ask or think. So, Lord, thank you. And we honor you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.